I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Anticipated as much as Christmas morning. It's our weekly visit with Sean Michael Lyle, the man from Hollywood, California. He cut his broadcast teeth in Hollywood, made his stage debut in Hollywood. He made his television debut on the set of General Hospital in Hollywood. He's perhaps the most fascinating personality here at the Voice of St. Louis, Sean Michael. Well, actually, I was never on the stage in Hollywood. I was on the stage in the San Francisco Bay Area. That's where I met my wife. On the stage? Yeah, it was an arena theater. Was she acting? Yeah, uh, yeah, she was. She led the choir in she a Christmas choir? carol. Yeah. Wow, and you yeah. were uh, Tiny Tim. I was not... Uh, I no, I wasn't. No. But I was several. I was actually several roles. But anyway, Santa Clara Arena Theater. So nice. yeah, that was stage. Oh, uh, the I heard you talking about the uh, the Grammys. The Grammys. And, and yeah, now you had to know Beyonce Knowles. Well, now that you mention it, yeah. I think I perhaps yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, and then Rihanna. Her name is actually Robin Lenty. Oh. she's from I think the Bahamas. So where did Rihanna come from? Uh, that's her middle name. And uh, and then uh, Adele Adele is Adkins Adele Adkins so they all have last names. Well, good for them. I'm glad I'm glad to know that because yeah. it's important. Yeah, uh, you've met Grammy Award winners, I take it. Yeah, of I've course. met quite a few Grammy Award winners. Uh, now, the interesting Grammy story that I have yeah. uh, dates back to uh, many many years ago. I was uh, working at a radio station in Alabama, Must Shows of Alabama. Wow. Now, what, what's interesting about that is they that uh, I came in in the morning to do the morning show. And I hadn't been at the station all that long. I had come from the West where I had been doing rock radio for yeah, a number yeah. of years. And, and so they said, hey, uh, this morning we've got, uh, we've got uh, Baker and Meyer coming on the show. And I said, oh, that's great. Well, it would be nice to have whoever Baker and Meyer. <laughs> right, right. Uh, who are they? Well, they're songwriters. Ooh. And I, that's what I said. Yeah. I said, ooh, you know. It's like in Muscle Shoals with Fame Recording Studios and all that. Songwriters, you know. They're a dime a dozen. Exactly. They're, every street corner is another one. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and recording studios everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, they came on, and it was like, okay, so here you are. Congratulations on, on what? And they said, well, our song, I Swear, uh, won a Grammy. Wow. Yeah. They wrote I Swear. They wrote I Swear. Baker and Mayfield. Baker Mayfield? Yeah, it was Gary Baker and uh-huh. Frank Meyer. Oh, Meyer. Yeah. Baker and Meyer. Yeah, right. and they wrote I Swear, which had won a Grammy the night before. Who recorded I Swear? Uh, well, the it was a number one country hit by John Michael Montgomery, but the, I think the one that got the Grammy was a, a little boy band called All for One. Oh. Huh. I think. Well, there you go. Yeah. So now, yeah, when they you came to, on my show the very day after, after they won the Grammy, after, they won it the night before, and they were on my show the next morning That's after fast. flying were, back. They were to in, Alabama. They were in L.A. For they the were in Grammy. L.A. They flew back and you know made it back in time to be on my show the next what, morning. What were the call letters of that place? You WQLT. Remember? W uh, Quilt. Uh, yes. Yeah. Something. Well, they called it Q107. But, oh. Yeah. All right. Still there. Still a big station. So Alabama. I, you, actually, Elvis. Uh, not Elvis. Uh, um, Sam Phillips, the guy who discovered Elvis. He owned this station. Oh wow. Yeah. So I worked for Sam Phillips. Now, what about Colonel Parker? Wasn't he around? No, no, that was Elvis. Uh, so Sam Phillips was the guy who Sun Records. Okay, he was the guy who created Sun Records. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Presley. He he discovered Elvis and Charlie Rich and and uh, Johnny Johnny Cash and all these people. They worked for him for Sam, 
And Sam Phillips, he would always say the same thing to me, you know, about all these people. So well, I was one of the finest human <laughs> beings I have ever met in my life. He'd say that about everybody. Now, did you have to talk country when you were down there in Alabama, or did you? Were you still Shawn Michael? No, Shawn Michael Lyle. Oh, no, right. you, you know, you know, I wasn't at a country station. Right. No, they they played uh, oldies, kind of oldies. Oh, all yeah, right. which I really like. I loved the radio station. It was a great radio. So, station. were you spinning then, or were you doing news? Uh, no, no, I was well spinning, but uh, I wasn't spinning records. I was spinning uh, compact discs at the time. But Ooh. yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, there there was a lot of people. I I at uh, the Fame Recording Studios, um, our engineer. For the radio station was their engineer, who, by the way, was a songwriter. Yeah, of course. I, I would write lyrics for his songs sometimes. So, Unbelievable! So, Wait a minute! Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. You're, not, you're a lyricist. Uh, no, that was the, just man, pre- the, the man is a lyricist. It, I, I just unbelievable. His songs weren't very good. They were never published, oh. so it was never published. Do you remember any of your words? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. Um, but what? I, but anyway, the point is, is that these were where there were huge hit records made in these these uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Muscle Shoals, yeah. yeah, and the Fame Recording Studios. And so we went in there, and he was doing some work, and we went into the vault. Ooh. And so I got to hold in my hands. He's got in his hands the, the masters of some really great songs, of which I only remember one. They were on. Tape? Yes, they were uh-huh. tapes. Yeah, uh-huh. I, the only one I remember actually holding was uh, "Baby, Baby, Don't Get Hooked on Me" by uh, Oh Mac Davis. Yes, yeah. So wow. I opened it up and I looked at it. Looked, at it. it was just it was tape, yeah. you know. And yeah. it's like, but this is the master. This wow. was the original recording. Yeah, when they do, because I guess they were. <laughs> had to be able to layer over those tapes, right? Well, at the time, they they had like, uh, they had one inch, I don't know if they had two inch tape at the time, but whenever they would they would have these, the master is what they mix down onto, which is just your basic, uh, like a uh, uh, half inch tape. Right. And they would do it at, you know, 30 inches per second. So it was, it just looked like ordinary tape when you looked at it. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like the big thing. I've still tape. got the master tapes from uh, my album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, those were the masters and and they kept them in what they called the, the vault. vault. Yeah. Yeah. So Sweet. I got to go in there and look around all that stuff. That's very cool. How many places have you been I don't on the radio? Know. I mean. How many radio stations yeah, have I worked yeah, for? Most yeah. of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. I don't know. I don't know. Like all of, how many states? Uh well, all the western states, uh, California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, New Mexico, Arizona. Wow. And uh and uh Alabama. And then Alabama was was the outlier. And now oh. here, this is an outlier. Mrs. Too. Lyle, does she like all the travel? Well, yeah, she yeah, we see well, why go on vacation someplace when you can go live there for a while? Huh. So yeah, but we've so we've met so many different different people. And speaking of Grammys, there's a, a country singer, Kathy Matea. She won a Grammy award, and it was kind of funny because when I was talking to her about it, and you know, I, I kind of hesitantly congratulated her on winning the Grammy award, and was like, you know. My radio station never, I was in country at the time, my radio station never actually played that song. You know that country radio, she said, yeah, I know. Country radio didn't play it at all. Huh. Back then, it was a funny thing that in the 90s that uh, the Grammys hated country music. So every time you would have a Grammy award for the best country record, it went to a song that was never played on country radio. And Kathy Matea, who was, who was a, a, a successful country singer, she had a song, and listen to this, you know, Google this, it's a great song, uh, or YouTube it, 455 Rocket. 
Four fifty five. Let's turn really, that over to the research. It's department. a really good song, yeah. and, and I think deserving of a Grammy. But it was never it was never played on country radio. Well, that's terrible for the Grammys. They ostracized the poor country music. Uh, well, yeah, but then the Grammy people kept pushing and shoving until eventually. I think they won because country music became more like what the Grammy people wanted it to be rather than the actual country people wanted it to be. And today's country isn't really it's pop. It's it's um it's top forty for 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 the urbanites or not urbanites for the suburbs. It's yeah. top forty for the suburbs. Yeah, and you've lost the, you've lost the old country, the Chet Atkins and the you know. Those. Well, I don't like it because I find it disrespectful to women. Yeah. For one thing, um, mm. drinking is in all has always been in country songs, but drinking is now considered a good thing. Whereas all the country songs used to be when they were about drinking, it yeah. was because drinking was bad because it broke up the marriage and then yeah. the dog died. Mm. Well, and, and that that the the <laughs> you drank to cover your pain, but right. now you drink to have a good time. And the way they use phrases like "girl," yeah. you know, I mean, they say it so disrespectfully. So I don't, I don't like where country is, and and quite frankly, most of these people aren't aren't very country to begin with. The, well, that's an excellent point, and I mean, you've completely lost the western music. Well, country and west western was that's something else entirely. It is, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's too hard to explain. But but I'll give you an example. Uh, <laughs> we got guy, nothing but time here. <laughs> a guy named Trace Adkins, you know. Yeah. Uh, he, he had this uh, knee brace on. I said, Trace, what did you do or, yourself? And he said, well, he said, I know I wasn't supposed to, but I did it. And I know you're not supposed to, but I did it. That's what? I jumped off the tractor. Oh, yeah. Why did he do that? He, well, because he wanted to get off the tractor. You're supposed to climb down. He knows that. He jumped off the well, tractor. Was the tractor still rolling? When he no, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. Right, but right, it's, right, it's about there. three or four feet high. And then uh, another guy named Aaron Tippin. I saw him in Nashville, yeah. and I, of course, be me being, I'm not an agriculture guy. He was wearing a John Deere hat. Oh. And I said, John Deere, I said, is that your tour sponsor? And he goes, no, That's they my head. gave it to me when I bought the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Not a fan of uh, modern contemporary country music. But I love the like old it. stuff. I love classic country. Loves classic country. Charlie Pride, a great example Charlie of Pride, that G.I.D. They, he used to give out to his uh, his crew uh, gold uh, jewelry that had G.I.D. Guess what G.I.D. stood for? Well, that stands for uh, gold is... Get her done. Get it oh, done. get her done. It's get it get done. Get it done. Yep. Well, and that's exactly what has just happened here, ladies and gentlemen. We have gotten it done. Here is the lovely Kathy Matea singing... Uh, 455 Rocket. 455 Rocket. Oh, that's not what that was? There it is. We'll take you out to 455 Rocket, Kathy Matea, the Grammy Award winning song of 19... And uh, Braxton Payne, when we come back, it's What's Trending. Shawn Michael, as always, a pure treat. Uh, great to have you in the studio here. Back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. King of Pain, that's what we like to call this segment. The What's Trending, Braxton Payne, who usually c- phones in 
at this time, 20 minutes after 9 o'clock on a Monday evening in St. Louis. John Hancock, Braxton Payne is in studio, has been for the whole show, and he's filling in for Michael Kelly. But you have not abrogated your responsibility to bring us What's Trending. Yeah, so we talked about the Grammys last segment. That we was, did. That was a big thing that's uh, that was trending and talked about the ratings. I didn't even know they were on. Yeah, well... You know, sometimes that happens. Um, but uh, one of the things I've, that we found out, AMC, the the movie theater chain. Yes. Uh, are you familiar with those? Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> Thanks, I don't know Brady. if you've ever been to a movie theater. I uh, have. So they are changing their pricing. They are. Um, so what they're going to be doing now is they're going to have kind of like you do when you buy an airline ticket that is not Southwest. Uh-huh. Um, you're going to pay by which seat you want. So it's assigned seats. Because it used to be you go into the theater there and you just plop yourself down wherever you want. Well, and you get there early. Been to a movie theater? They're all assigned to now. Are they? Yeah. For, I think the Chase is the only one left in, in the region that doesn't have assigned seats because you know, all the seats now are heated or they recline. And they have some of them have massage, you know, massage things in them, which you well, know, it's just a recipe to just to fall asleep. Well, that's it. I, I fall asleep at the movies without getting a massage. <laughs> I know. I have I have to see movies during the middle of the day. Yeah, if I'm gonna see anything past seven o'clock. You're it's, done. It's a it's a nap time. Yeah, yeah. It's a you know twenty five thirty dollar nap. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So they're changing their so like for example, if you were to sit, and it's like preferred or standard. So if you were to sit close to the screen, yeah, that'd be a standard. But you don't seat. want to be too close to the screen. Yeah. But if you're in, like the, in middle, the front row, is is often uh, frowned upon. Yeah. So those are to be the cheaper seats now. Uh huh. So if you want something that's a little bit more pricey, you'd pick yeah. the middle. You know, nice eye level up. You know, you know the problem with the middle seats. You got somebody sitting next to you. You don't have any idea who it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know, you, you luck of the draw. Now think about, think about laying down an extra 12 bucks to get a middle seat and some grotesque person is sitting next to you mm-hmm. belching all night through the popcorn. Well, I, okay. So I would, I would demand my money back. Last movie I saw, I took our, our friend Bryce and, yeah. uh, my coworker, Tom, we went and saw the new avatar, which is, you know, a three and a half hour very long movie, but we went at What's it ten, about? 10 a.m. Avatar? Yeah. And well, it's a, it's not a Disney movie. It's a Pixar. Or what? It's pretty easy to explain. It's a, like a cartoon then. No. Yeah. It's, it's like blue alien people. Oh. Yeah, it's like a futuristic. Alley. Have you really never heard of Avatar? I mean, I know what it's an one Avatar of the top, is. It's one you, of the top grossing movies of all time. A picture on your Twitter page there. It's uh, what they call the Avatar. Oh, good God. Uh, so, so I went and saw this, Yeah, but I, what I thought was interesting. Was it any good? Oh, it was very good. I you mean, get blue aliens. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, I don't really, I don't like any of the Marvel movies or anything yeah, like I that. I, I'm not, I'm not into that. I mean, why do you want to see a superhero? But That's what I told Georgian. I said, you know, why do you want to go see a superhero movie for when you're married to me? But we saw it in 3d <laughs> and I think that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing in 3d was cool, but I noticed the person next to me. Yeah. So speaking of, we're, you know, we're yeah, sitting yeah, and yeah. You know, it's 10 a.m. You know, we're sitting there. 10 a.m. Yeah, we saw at the Avatar we, we with the 3D glasses it. on. With the 3D glasses on. You oh. know, had a little They still make those things out of popcorn. cardboard? No, they're like real, like, you know, out of plastic. Oh. Real, real plastic now. Because when I saw the Three Stooges in 3D, they, <laughs> uh, they had the glasses. <laughs> yeah, that looked it's, uh, fingers poking <laughs> yeah. in the eye. It freaks me out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress. Go yes. ahead. So the, the man next to us um, decided to take off his shoes. Oh, uh, during the movie theater. And, oh, come on. And let's just say I don't think hygiene was top priority for this the Stinky man. feet going on. Uh, a little bit. But yeah, you got stinky feet and wafting up to, into the smell of your popcorn. <laughs> That's a horrible thing. Yes. Did it, you tell the man to put his shoes back I, on? I also, no, because I, I, I'm scared. Uh, but also, I 
I cannot yes. help but think of the people that do it on. Have you ever been on a flight when people take off their shoes? Nobody takes their shoes off on the flight. Oh, I've seen it. And it is. Now, I've seen people when they take off their shoe and then they'll put their feet up, you know, and so they're putting their feet up on the armrest of the Ugh. person in front of What's them. What's the matter with people? Oh, it's a thing. I, have you really never seen anyone? Next time you take a flight, look around. If anything's over two hours, I bet you somebody has their shoes off. Really? Oh, yeah. Why would you do such a thing? That's like un American. People have no decorum. They, clearly. So this, <laughs> this guy's stinking up the joint next to you, and you're trying to enjoy Avatar at 10 o'clock yeah, in the morning. I, I just don't even Blue know. Blue aliens you do. and stinky feet. That yeah. uh, sounds like a horrible experience. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how we, we got here from they're changing their ticket prices. Uh huh. Oh, yes. And so, my, my question for you was yes. is I know, I know you like to do date nights. I do. Um, when you do a date night, do you do. A movie and dinner, or yes. is it just one or the other? Well, sometimes you do both. They got these things now. You may not know about this, mm-hmm. Brad. Okay. Where uh, you go to the movie and they serve you dinner. Oh, yes. Yeah. I did hear about you, these you, things. Uh, they, got, they got a menu The there. one in Creve Corps. Yeah. There it is. Yes. And they bring you the little menu, and you get a get a glass of wine if you want. You yeah. know, and you have you order your little dinner, your little beef tips and whatever. Uh, beef you, tips at yeah. a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they put the movie on. Everybody's eating. It's uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. So another thing that is trending, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more local here. Ah. Um, we are less than one month from uh, St. Louis City. Uh, their first home game will be March 4th um, right here down the street. Which is National Go-Ahead Day. Oh, what is that? March 4th. Oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go <laughs> bad ahead. Jokes. I So I'm a season take holder. Yes. I'm super excited to watch. What uh, do those things set you back? Uh, they be depending on so we have we're in the two hundred level we're uh-huh. in the front row which is front nice row. so we have nobody in front of us yeah. I think we for the whole season they're around like twelve hundred dollars a ticket huh so they're like I mean they play ninety five a game so okay not, not too bad dollars for a soccer game. yeah so one of the things that's is, like fifty dollars a goal so season <laughs> so season <laughs> that's being generous uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting was we were. Uh, so p- single game tickets went on sale. Yeah, and the c- the home opener, the cheapest ticket I saw was three hundred and twenty dollars. No. Three hundred and twenty bucks, and we're playing and the, vaunted, uh, the vaunted. The uh, vaunted. Who are we playing at the home? Uh, Charlotte FC is the our, Charlotte is our home FC. Opener. Well, you got to be you got to be on your toes when you're taking on. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't uh-huh. follow this as closely as, <laughs> as I, but uh, when you're taking on the Charlotte FC, buddy, they they're bringing it. You know, because so, they got that guy from. Uh, Uruguay or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, mean, it's, I mean, it's a pretty amazing what they what they've been able to do, and that that franchise has only been around for yeah, you know, mm-hmm. not long, uh, two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, Very good. They were an expansion team, just like they us. were an expansion team. That is, I correct. remember that now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really excited. Will you Will you attend oh, a game if, I, if somebody, somebody were to buys give you a tickets? ticket, buddy? I'll yeah. be there. Uh, yeah, get it. How's the food at this thing? Uh, so they have a lot of local vendors. Yeah. Um, so it's all St. Louis based vendors. So anything from Steve's hot dogs, Steve's to, hot dogs, yeah, which I'm really excited about. Um, my season tickets are by, you know, a nice little kiosk. But also, fun fact, my wife's family, or yeah. my mother-in-law and, and my aunt, her aunt, own a winery out in Augusta. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. And on Friday, they announced that they are the official wine partners um, of St. Louis City. Yes, They so are they the will... official wine partners of the soccer team. And so, let me tell you, folks, if this is like most of these expansion soccer teams, you're going to need to drink a lot of wine. <laughs> Uh, when you go to these games. So you're going to be able to have their nice new canned sangria that they make and wine uh, throughout sangria the entire Sangria in a can. Yes. That's something. 
and it'll be perfect for the summer. You know, yeah. a nice little, nice little cold, you know, white wine sangria. And that's season. Overlooking the beautiful Ferris wheel and the arch. Oh, and, you know, how picturesque is I mean, that going to be? It, I, I went to the first game that was there they a couple months little, ago when uh, it was like two negative million degrees. They called it the friendly. Friendly, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. A little soccer lingo for you folks. And, and it was really nice. And what I think the best part about the entire, like the the technology that yeah. they've implemented yeah. is they have they had this at, in Nashville is you're able to just walk through security without taking everything out of your pocket. So what they have is they have full body scanners and it Ooh. just it scans like you but you don't have to stop. You just walk right through and they have people looking to make sure you know you don't have a gun or something right. on you. And if they you know if they see and something they say there's, they'll stop you. There's not a bad seat in the house at the no, uh, it's at the, the steepest in the MLS. But city, I, I what wish, do we call the uh, city park? Uh, city park. Yeah. Yes. I just wish that we would have those things at Bush Stadium because I hate getting in, uh, you know everyone takes out. Hey, you got you takes, got your bag. You yeah. got you know you, you know they stop you if you're bringing in you know food. Yeah, uh, they stop you if you got you know a couple of hot dogs with you. You know they, they frown on that at the ballpark. Yeah, well, it's only, one of the only places still that you can still bring in food, which is nice. I mean, you're able to bring in your peanuts that you buy from the guy on the street for half the cost if you yeah. really want. Which is always nice. Um, well, it is. And nice. I'm excited for. They won't let you bring your beer up. in there, though. No, that no does. alcohol. Right. You know, unfortunately. Oh. Well, cans. this is exciting. So the uh, and the and the team, the the ball club, they're in spring training now, or whatever you call it, to preseason, mm-hmm. and uh, they had their first exhibition game. Uh, yeah, they won four nothing. They were down in uh, California. Now they're out or down in Florida. Now they're out in Coachella, California, Palm Desert. Um, so they're playing a couple games out there, and then their first actual game is the end of February down in Austin. Down in Austin, See, against, look at you. Against, See you do that against things. the Austin FCs down there. Yes. They, uh, a lot of a lot of those teams are called the FCs. I've yes. noticed, which is uh, going to be confusing. Um. FC's got the ball, and now they're kicking it over here. There's oh, there's the FC. Uh, uh, It'll be interesting to see how many people watch the games because they're on Apple TV Plus exclusively for the next ten years. And who's who's the announcer for the St. Louis FCs? That's a great question. uh, It's well for for, uh, well, I can't dive into uh, maybe maybe better not say. (laughs) Well, that was Matt Pajeski. That was a lot of help. (laughs) We're gonna take a break so I can find out who's announcing these games. Hey, we'll be back when we come back. Poor Braxton. Trying to figure out how to have a night on the town without having to consume alcoholic beverages. <laughs> That's next on KMOX. Working on a night moon. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. Well, here we are. <laughs> it's John Hancock alongside Braxton Payne. We've been talking a lot about uh, soccer. <laughs> Uh, Great song. Uh, Brax, you're a man about town. You, you get out quite a bit. Now, that's yeah. all about to come to a crashing halt when uh, <laughs> when the baby is born. But uh, you were you were bemoaning the fact earlier this evening, uh, we're talking in our voluminous show preparation time, <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, the activities out there seem yes. to be somewhat limited in, in, in the St. Louis area. Yeah, so... <laughs> On this last past Saturday, we have, I have a you know decent sized group of friends. We're Saturday in group night. text. Saturday day, so Saturday, Saturday morning. Day. Oh, okay. We're trying to figure out something and it's a group you know, of a group of buddies. Yeah, mm-hmm. girls and guys. Oh. You know, we're all just hey, we wanted to do something. Let's you know? do something. 
you know, do we want to go to lunch? I mean, typically we go to brunch on the weekends and we have a couple drinks and then everyone goes home and we take a nap. Nice. You know, nothing really too exciting. Yeah, yeah, just taking it easy. But we were like, we want to do an activity. We don't, we didn't just want to sit at a restaurant or, you know, so I was like, okay. A physical pursuit perhaps. Yeah, so there's like eight or nine of us. And so I was looking up at Putt Shack, which is this new thing in the central corridor. You know, it's an indoor mini golf, but it's like, you know, themed and it's it's very new age and it's very popular. No reservations the entire day. So it, it's miniature golf, but it's inside, and it's you say it's new age. How does one? Well, how like does so, one so everything, all, those, all the scoring's done for you. Like you have like a, the ball has you know sensors and microchips in it, and oh. the, it's all like neon lights. So none and of those like little, that. there's a bar. None of those know, little servers. tiny pencils. None of those tiny pencils I anymore. I don't know. I, I kind of like the little tiny yeah. pencils. So well, look, they still have those. Yeah, you know, they're okay. not getting rid of them forever. Yeah, yeah. Swing around Fun Town. Is that so, still so you're going you're going to uh, play yeah. mini golf inside? Yeah. So we were well, no no reservation. So then, right. and then it was like, all right, well, let's rack our brains for something else to do. Yeah. And I was I finally was like, do we do anything hmm. in St. Louis mm-hmm. that does not involve drinking? <laughs> Well, wow. like we don't, I mean, you could go, I mean, in the winter, right? I mean, you have some great state parks, you know, Castlewood's great during the spring yeah. to go for a nice little hike um, and things like that where it doesn't involve drinking. But everything that I, I was in Santa Cruz recently in the Bay Area, and I, I mean, it was you know, only 50 degrees there, but I saw people on bikes, you know, uh, we went to the beach on Sunday morning and there's 17, 20 volleyball courts and everyone you know everyone's playing volleyball they're out there playing volleyball so we ended up deciding we we went to shrewsbury lanes and hey. shrewsbury uh off a of river de pair there we went bowling nice. for two hours and let me tell you yeah i'm not a great bowler yeah but uh-huh. i did win i mean i you I, won with eight a, or nine people and you won with a score of 110 well that's, <laughs> what's, what's the uh what's the winning score um oh. but i i just I, I don't think i mean I don't know if it's always been like this or maybe, you know, my friend group, we all drink. It's all a thing. But I just, there's not a whole lot to, like, I mean, everything you do. You have a baby shower. You have a diaper party. I mean, you have Everybody's a, a, a 50th birthday party. You have a, I mean, it's always everything. And I think, do you think it has anything to do with, you know, having AB right down the street? And we just, we grew up with a culture of just, you know, we had one of the world's largest breweries. Well, you could, you could go play snooker and not, uh, not imbibe. Yeah, but I mean, there's a bar there, or is, or is it just like? A, well, now there is at the uh, Pink Galleon, but at the Q and the Cushion, it's uh, more of a just a traditional hall. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I don't. I don't think I'd be good at that. I, I like to play darts. Do you like to play darts at all? Uh, yeah, I feel like you'd be good I've, at. I've darts. got a dart set in the basement. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other story. I got to. I got to clean my basement down there. It's a mess. Oh yeah. So we we've been doing organizing for the for the baby. You know, we're getting prepped everything, trying to get everything out of boxes. So you found out you're having a girl. Girl. So the baby's room, the nursery yes. in the in the house that was built in the 1800s. <laughs> uh, what color have we painted the nursery? Uh, it's a neutral, like a grayish, a like gray, a, like a greenish gray. You yeah. know, the baby's going to have a gray wall. Yeah, it's but it's like a it's like a light colored. It's more like yeah. Is it a happy gray at least? Yes, it's a happy, it's a happy gray. gray. Yeah, it's All like right. it has like a green or blue or I don't know. I think it's like a greenish undertone to it. But all, all the all this stuff that you know the cribs white the yeah, yeah. Uh, the what's the thing that you sit in the reclining the chair, chair? Uh-huh. yes 
is white. Then we have the nice little bookshelves. Oh, the baby that, has that bookshelves. Are white, that are very colorful. They have nice we bought lamp. books for the baby's bookshelves. Yeah, so, so that fun fact is so for one of her showers, instead of getting cards, yeah. we asked uh, everyone to sign a book. So instead of a card, you bring one of the, so, you know, you have a list of books that you choose from. And Curious say, George. Say, like, hey, I'm buying this one. So everyone knows so you don't buy two of the same books. Mm-hmm. But then you sign a nice little note. Um, and it's to the baby, and then, you know, obviously it's your friends, and then you can well, Some of these it, baby so. books you got to keep an eye on, Brax, because they're, they're pushing a leftist agenda in some <laughs> of these things. And they, uh, there's this one that's called the Giving Tree. Have you seen oh, this thing? Yeah. Yeah, throw it away. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it, it's a socialist book. I do have Michelle it, Obama's childhood. You want baby books. Just, you know, you want baby books that are going to raise up your daughter uh, to understanding how, you know, things work. Uh, so I have a question for you. So we're, we're, you know, she's she's taking her, you know, she only gets six weeks, but then she has to, you know, take her own paid time off and then part-time disability. So yeah. she's going to do the full 12 weeks. Oh, nice. Um, and during those 12 weeks, we're hoping that we are going to go to Florida with the newborn mm. for a week. Ooh. When's the first time that you travel? So she'll be about two months old. Yeah. Um, when How old was when you traveled with your... With Mary Catherine, or they uh, weren't that junior. young. Now, Mary and Brad took the baby to Florida at three or four or five months. Yeah. So I guess it's you know a thing. Did uh, they drive or fly? They flew. Okay. And she was great on the plane. And so it's not always the case. I've been on flights before, man. Whew. Oh yeah. Kids are screaming. You know, dogs are barking. It's uh, it's like <laughs> I mean, it, it is. take the shoes off. If you're yeah, okay. taking the shoes off, rude people, rude people out there. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a baby crying doesn't bother me because I mean, what's a baby? You know, yeah, they don't know any better. They're gonna cry. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what they, that's how they let you know that something's going on in the pants. So, so when they were down there, so I, when <laughs> when they were down there, did they bring their stuff? So we're looking to like rent uh, like a pack and play or like a crib that you can rent when you're down there, so you don't have to travel with it. Do you know if they? Mm. I don't know the answer mm. to that. Do you have any tips? Well, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take her to Disney World just yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, she I, might, I, might be a little too young to remember. Fair enough. Um, but you know, you know, the my kids went. There was a bunch of friends for some kind of a event. So like, uh, the baby's godmother was there, and so we so had, had a lot of get a little village. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, I would be, I would be careful, and I would also minimize your screen time. With the with the young baby, okay, I would not uh, I would not start putting her on video games right away, <clears throat> and uh, keep her away from the television. I would even Sesame Street, you know, I would I'd avoid that for a while, yeah, months and months and months. I've, I've heard that the new version of Sesame Street is this girl named Miss Rachel, and she's on YouTube. Oh man, yeah, and she's yeah. apparently all the rage. Yeah, you know, I, we got a lot of Miss Rachel going on <laughs> right now. Uh, how this gal has made it, I'll never know. I mean, it's. Oh. Uh, yeah, and she's, I mean, she, she just, like, started it, and it was just, like, you know, and she just kind of got into it and then had the right music, the right themes. And yeah. I don't know. It's a little weird. It is a little weird. Uh, Might I make a suggestion? Yes. Baby? Instead of putting on the TV, ring out your radio, maybe maybe tune into uh, 1120, and especially Friday mornings, you turn on the uh, Hancock <laughs> Kelly show. Well, <laughs> that, He's good listening for that. That would raise her I up just, just right? I mean, I listen to Kevin Colleen's stories. I think would, would Mike could, could possibly scar her at oh, a young you age. Never, no, Kevin's the best. Kevin's the best. I mean, we got Kevin and Sean Michael Lyle in that newsroom. It's, it, there's nothing better than that here at The Voice of St. Louis. Well, that's Brax and Payne. Uh, we've been doing a little father, a little parenting advice uh, from <clears throat> yours truly, a veteran of parenting. 
been parenting for nearly 30 years now. So there you have it. We'll uh, we'll pick up some more around the corner. It's late night with Hancock and Kelly Braxton Payne alongside John Hancock, Matt Pajeski on the board, Sean Michael Isle with the news headlines at the top of the hour, and all of that and more coming your way after this on KMOX. Ah, yes. Welcome back to the Late Nights with Hancock and Kelly. We're talking about Braxton's baby in the last segment. She's coming around the corner here in just a couple of weeks. And one of the things that dawned on me, Braxton, is that it won't be long now where you'll have these special school projects. Oh, yes. Uh, and the young, young, uh, what's, what are we calling her? Gia. Young yeah. Gia is going to be uh, having to do things. And I remember... You don't want to. You don't want to make the kids stuff for them. You know what I mean. You mm-hmm. need to let them learn on their right. own. I made the mistake of uh, you had to make a musical instrument out of something. Okay, uh, this would probably been in second grade. Johnny's in the second grade. So and his friends are getting shoe boxes and putting strings on them and making guitars or whatever. And I'm, eh, we're not doing that. You know. Okay. We're going to be. We're going to do something a little different here. And. um had to think creatively, which you'll have to do as a parent. You'll mm-hmm. have to think creatively. Uh, and Luckily, just, I'll have YouTube on like you did. So well, that's right. Nice, that's so. right. And so, and then it hit me because I'm a musician, you know? Yes. A, a, a cardboard box is not going to, you know. Right. Nothing's going to resonate out of that thing. <laughs> you, got, you, you, need, you need something that's got some heft, you know, a little metal perhaps going on. Mm-hmm. And it hit me. A bedpan. Uh, yes, we made we made a guitar out okay. of a bedpan, and okay. uh, and it was uh, well, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it was not a very good instrument. So uh, that's when I, I retired from making the kids' school projects. So don't don't try and make the kids' my, school. My favorite school project, yeah, yeah. And I still remember. There's two of them, uh-huh. uh, but the, my favorite favorite one was when we did. Did you guys ever do the egg drop from like the second or third story? Oh, yeah. So yes, you yes, had to yes, create yes. something to, to put the br- egg to, in, yes. and you would test it to see if it, you know, would break or yeah, not. Yeah. Um, what I did is I ended up like super gluing slash melting mainly a two hula hoops together in like a sphere, uh-huh. um, and then had strings to go in the middle that would tie the egg in the little box, and oh. then you would drop it, and then and then the know, hula hoops would, would absorb the uh... exactly. I huh. still remember it to this day. And did, I did it work? That. Yes, it did. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I think we used a pillow. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember exactly. It was a long time ago. Uh, but I do remember the, the so February is Black History Month. Yes. Uh, that's, been a, that's been a month uh, celebrated in this country since 1970, we found out from our research department. And uh, I always loved, the, because I'm, my, one of my heroes is Scott Joplin. Mm-hmm. And so the kids both did Scott Joplin for their Black History Month assignment with a poster board, and we found rare pictures and his sheet music and different things, um, and that was a lot of fun. So you you got a lot of that to look forward to. Well, there was a poll that came out today, Brax. Braxton, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, is show me victories. He works with Michael Kelly. He's a Democratic political operative, so he's got a political pedigree, and we don't often talk politics on Monday nights, but what the heck. There was a poll that came out today uh, and basically, um, a plurality of Democrats would rather Joe Biden not run for president. And overall, it was something like 62 percent don't want him to run again for president. By all indications, he's gearing up to run for president. What do you think? What do you make of it? Uh, what do you think from a Democratic strategist standpoint? Yeah. So a couple of different things with with Joe Biden. Uh, if he runs, uh, I think that 62 percent goes down uh, significantly. 
Uh, Democrats typically love to fall in love with their candidates. You know, it's it's not a so much practical or who can win. We like to love them. I yeah. mean, look at Barack Obama in 2008 versus Hillary Clinton. We fell in love with Barack Obama. Jimmy Carter back in Jimmy the day. Carter, Bill Clinton. You know, you fall in love with candidates. Joe Biden was a practical choice to stop Trump. Uh, and so you're kind of seeing we stopped Trump. And if Trump is, you know, seems to not be as strong to win the nomination this time. And if it's somebody else, do we really want somebody like Joe Biden? Um, but, you know, they, they were in Philadelphia over the weekend, uh, the, the DNC, and, and they, they're now changing the order of their primary process. Saw that, yeah. Which is going to be very good for uh, different candidates and non-white candidates and in besides the anomaly of Joe Biden, because he does really well in the black community. Um, they're starting off with South Carolina, then mm-hmm. going on to Nevada. Um, and then they're having... Now, how does that work? Because Iowa isn't, isn't going to want to relinquish their first in the nation caucus. Right. And the Republicans, I don't think, are on board with this thing. I, I don't think so. So you're going to have two competing primary universes in the two parties as opposed to having all the primaries take that'll be interesting in and of itself yeah and, and south carolina is you know it was more diverse uh for the democrats on the democratic side obviously not as a state uh, nevada you know has the latino population right. south carolina black and then you have michigan which is the old blue collar you know d- democrats labor, that, labor. Mm-hmm. um so those are it'll be really interesting to see if if it is Joe Biden runs, I mean, he's going to win South Carolina handily. I mean, I don't think there's anybody, uh, Pete Buttigieg, number one, I don't think would run against his boss. Uh, you know, if, if you know, I don't think the vice president's going to run. I mean, you might have somebody like Cory Booker, but I don't think he's going to run against the president. Uh, so you're going to see him coalesce around the Democrats. Um, but I, I don't know if... If, you know, he needs to make a decision soon. I mean, we are literally well less than one year away. Well, if, if, um, if it's not going to be Joe Biden, whoever it's going to be is going to need to be able to put some money together fairly quickly. Yes. And the longer he drags this out. Now, by all indications, it looks to me like he's running for re-election. I think so. I mean, he he was, you know, the base was in you know, Philadelphia last weekend. And he, they had a little rally on Friday night. And, you know, it was just like the old Joe that everyone knows. I mean, like, and they love him. Uh, And so the base is still there. And that you also think about who votes in the primaries. It is the core base. We're not talking swing voters. We're not talking independents. We're talking the core of Democrats. And there's a lot of respect for number one was Joe Biden has gotten done, um, but that he was also four years ago able to beat Donald Trump by 7 million plus votes. Uh, And, and they see that as, you know, still one of the biggest wins for the country and for the democratic. Well, I think the old guy could beat Donald Trump. If Donald Trump emerges as the Republican nominee, I don't know that he could beat anybody else. Uh, talking about Joe Biden, the, the wrong track number in the country, and it's not all because of Biden, but the wrong track number is way high, and um, Biden's approval numbers are way low. And you know, I've heard Michael and others talk about how successful he's been as a president. Well, the voters don't seem to know that. Yeah, you see it's the same percentage, 44% are approved. I mean, it's just it's how polarized we are. Yeah. It's going to be the same percentage. And and then it's like, okay, they go into the voting box. It's DeSantis and, and, and Joe Biden. Well, they're going to go down to the same core things they did against Trump. Um, Nikki Haley, I think, is an interesting candidate that she's just planning on the announced uh, the day after Valentine's Day on the Republican side. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing her putting so, a, a national campaign together. So there was an, a poll for among Republican South Carolina voters, uh-huh. which is where she's from, right. um, had her and Tim Scott both at 14 percent, DeSantis at 38, 
Trump at 28 in her own home state where yeah. she was a two-term successful right. two-term governor. And you have a sitting U.S. senator still pulling behind DeSantis among Republican primary voters. So she can't make headway in her own state, um, which would be hypothetically the third state in the primary process. I think it's going to be really hard for her to find a lane. Yeah, I do, too. I, I think she's going to hit. Now, the one guy that's kind of in the field sort of right now. Uh, Mike Pompeo, mm-hmm. he's an interesting candidate because he's got a lot of Trump credential. He was a secretary of state. He was a CIA director under President Trump. And, you know, he was very loyal to President Trump the entire yes. presidency. You can't say that about every one of the cabinet members of <laughs> Donald Trump. And a very smart guy, uh, a breadth of international foreign experience. The, you know, he's. You can argue that Mike Pompeo is as well prepared to be president as anybody since George H. W. Bush, right. just given the breadth of his experience. And he's an intriguing candidate to me. Plus, he's lost like 150 pounds. Yeah. Have you seen the guy? Yeah. Um, well, do you, it it comes down to when they're voting, what's top of news? You know, like, let's say foreign foreign policy, you know, mm-hmm. is is that going to be the top issue among Republicans? It's probably right now going to be inflation and in the economy. Right. Yep. And his credentials are definitely more in foreign affairs when you have somebody like DeSantis, which is a, a seems to be a culture warrior, um, even though I think it's kind of. A facade. I don't think he really believes a lot of the things he's doing. He's doing it to get Republican yeah, votes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because you know Ron DeSantis was a member of the Freedom Caucus, right, in the House. So he was running around with the Jim Jordans and the Paul Gosarts yeah. of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know that it's necessarily a facade with him. I just can't get over how he talks. He obviously went to some media training to talk like Trump and do the hand motions like Trump. Yeah. But I just can't. I can't look past that sometimes. Well, there's a whole lot of uh, they say imitation is the highest form of flattery. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Donald Trump, whatever you may think of him, I mean, he has transformed the Republican Party. And he's transformed the way we campaign, the way we kind of deal with our opponents. Uh, You know, he blew up a bunch of norms uh, as president of the United States. And a lot of Republican voters really like that kind of stuff. And and, uh, but I do sense that the GOP electorate is kind of tired of the show a little bit. My bold prediction, it won't be DeSantis or Trump will both not be the nominee for the Republicans for president. It's very possible and uh, and likely. Keep an eye on Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia. That's uh, that's my little sleeper pick. John Hancock, Braxton Payne, Matt Pajeski, thank you so much. It's a replay of the best of Glover next on Camo X.